0: Before we get into today's episode, we want to tell you about Organized Chaos. It's ESPN's newest podcast, hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday that will provide listeners with expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league, featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's Organized Chaos. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Also, the Peabody and Emmy Award winning 30 for 30 film series presents Once Upon a Time in Queens, a four part documentary event about the city, the swagger and the wild ride of the 1986 Mets. This documentary explores the epic tale of one one of baseball's most dominant and iconic teams in their legendary World Series comeback. Hear from former Mets players and fans, including Darryl Strawberry, Keith Hernandez, Bill Burr, Cindy Lauper, and more. All four parts of Once Upon a Time in Queens are available to stream on ESPN Plus and the ESPN app now.
0: What's up, guys? It's DC. Welcome to DC and RC. We'll preview UFC 266 on Saturday, but first... We got a draft, the top BMF fighters of all time. Now, RC, mm-hmm. we love the show. We love doing the show. And we try to do fun things on the show. We did a draft a couple mm-hmm. a, a couple months ago, and I thought it was fun. But we had all the rules wrong because Corporate Jake was sleeping on the job. <laughs>
1: Dude's about to
0: get married. He got right, a lot of things going about on us. his mind, right? Yeah. So we didn't explain the rules. So now... What Corporate Jake is going to do is he's going to join us, and he's going to play moderator okay. for our all-time BMF draft that starts right now. So Corporate Jake, would you please run the rules to them a little bit and then get the draft going?
2: All right, guys. So this week, in honor of Nick Diaz returning, we are drafting MMA's all-time BMFs. The rules are as follows. Snake draft format, five rounds. Once a fighter is drafted, he, is off the, he or she is off the board. So... He that individual cannot be taken twice. At the end of the five rounds, you will each get one honorable mention, and that'll be a non MMA fighter. So, since Daniel went first the last time we did a draft, RC, it is your honor.
1: Well, I am first, and with the first pick of the BMF draft, team Ryan Clark selects John Jones. Yes, thank you. Everybody clap. Everybody clap. Ooh. John Jones walked to the stage, chest bumped the commissioner. Boom. And listen, D.C., here's why. When we're talking, let's just think about, let's talk about BMF. Chandler Jones, week one of the NFL season, had five sacks against the Tennessee Titans. Chandler Jones is a bad man. Guess what? Chandler Jones can't (laughs) even beat up all of his brothers. Right. Like at my house, I'm known as a bad man. Right. It's for what I did in football. I can beat up my siblings. I would win that fight. Chandler Jones and and Arthur, these guys are NFL players. They can't even beat up their brother because their brother is the baddest man to have ever lived. And you know what? I would not have selected John Jones first for the BMF. You know who made me select him? DC. And this is going to be crazy and wild to the world. You did. Ooh. You know why? You did. And here, here's how you made me select John how? Jones, the, the baddest man in the world, the BMF. Here's how. Cyril Ghosn, great performance against Derek Lewis. I mean, he, he, he was light, like a lightweight on his feet, heavy punches like a heavyweight, finished like a menace. And then we're talking about Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. I watched mm-hmm. Francis Ngannou mm-hmm. walk through a lobby in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and I put my drink down because if he wanted it, he could have it. I felt like, Debo, you won, and I'm like, you what? I lost. You told me the only man in the world that could beat Cyril Gane was John Jones. Well, that makes him the baddest mother you-know-what in the world. With the number one pick, that's my guy.
2: Okay. All right, John Jones off the board. Okay. Daniel, your first pick. All right, all right.
0: All right, all right. Well, Jones is off the board. In reality is, I wasn't picking Jones ever. Like, so I mean, <laughs> you can take Jones with all five of your picks, for all I care about. I was not taking Jones. Now, now here, here's the thing. Team DC out of the war room. We step up and we go to camera. We go to Cameroon. No, our our Bati. We go to Bati mm. and Africa, mm-hmm. and we select the heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Ngannou. Mm. Because guess what? When you're the baddest man on the planet, you are a BMF. And that is exactly what the beast Francis Ngannou is. I saw Francis a couple weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. And he walked into me at the apex, and he shook my hand, and he goes, all right, champion, I'm just working out, right, big. I go, Francis, you're as big and strong as... As I've ever seen you. He goes, I'm big. I'm strong. He goes, D.C. He goes, I'm eating good. I'm clean. He goes, I'm over 280. Mm. I go, but you're all muscle, Francis, and you are a bad, (sighs) bad boy. I'm taking Francis. Hey, maybe two weeks ago, before running into the baddest man on the planet, I may not have picked him at number one. But right now, after seeing Francis at 280-plus pounds, of pure muscle, pure muscle, I'm taking Francis Ngannou as my
2: number one BMF walking God's green earth. All right, that is the end of round one. You loved that one.
1: That was good. Oh, you loved that one. Begin- That was good. Beginning
2: of round two, Daniel, you're up you one more time. You
1: loved that one.
0: And as the rules go, I go second. And for me, Ryan, I, I got to listen. I know this might not ring for everyone, and they might not love the choice, but... You know what? Actually, I'm going to save that guy for the third round. Because I know you won't take him. So this one, since you want to kind of gut punch me with the John Jones thing, I know who your favorite fighter is. And he's usually everybody. He's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. Okay, Because we all watched him growing up. So I think you know where I'm going with this one. So we're going to San Luis Obispo, California. And we're taking the only BMF. That held the championship when you think about BMS. And he had the tattoo on the side of his head. He had the mohawk. He was in every commercial on television. He was world-renowned. That hurt me. And known for being a bad mother. And I'm going with the Iceman. Golly. Chuck Liddell at number two for Team (sighs) Corvier.
1: You know what you I mean, did? You, get, there? you like that. You, you know, know what you did one. there, because you went back to the yes. last. You went back to the last draft that we had, and you remember where I drafted him, so you knew where I was going. You've been studying your opponent, but as soon as corporate Jake lets me know it's my turn again as the commissioner, I'm waiting on you, Roger Goodell. Come okay. on, Roger. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and with my second pick, there I am right again. I select Amanda. Nunez, and I know what you're going to say DC oh. I know what you're going to say DC oh don't pick her you know why because you were going to probably pick her because you're scared of no, her no, no, and you're scared no, 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 no. of her because she's a no. bad you know what no. Amanda Nunez. she ain't lost since 2014. Amanda Nunez steps in with Cyborg, and it's not even a fight. Steps in with Ronda Rousey, and it's not even a fight. Holly Holm, not even a fight. We could go down the list, and she beats you any way she wants to. Oh, you're a great striker? I'll take you down. Oh, you're someone that wants to grapple? Well, catch these hands. Amanda Nunez can do it all, and she's been doing it all for years at the top of her game at two divisions. And so for me, number two was an easy pick.
0: Could somebody, hey, Coach? Could uh, uh, Roger, Roger, Corporate Jake, Roger? Roger, could you make him rap? I mean, could you make him rap? I'm done. He's still going. I'm done. He's still going. Could you make him rap? That's Man, right,
2: because he, he now ha, he now has his he first, gets, first he now has his first pick of the third round.
1: Now with the third with the third pick, so the first pick of the third round, the thing about studying your opponent is knowing who they are. Ryan Clark selects Khabib Nurmagomedov. Undefeated, (laughs) (laughs) retired, man, man, the man is so bad, he picked his submission with grace, vulnerability, and compassion. You know what? I'm not going to tap you out with an arm bar because your parents are here. Your parents are here, and I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to injure you Mm. in that Mm. way. So I'm just going to choke you out so you fall asleep, and then you can wake up. Mm. All I know is if we're having Mm. a tag team UFC match, D.C., you're losing.
0: Mm. 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 Daniel, your third Mm. overall pick? That's pretty good. Okay, with the third pick, Daniel Cormier and Team D.C. Now, I don't want this thing to turn into a full-on UFC draft. So with the third pick, since you take my favorite Russian, I'll take everybody else's favorite Russian. Right? I'll take the guy don't you do did it. it before Habib. Don't you I'll do it. I'll take the guy that seemed unbeatable. Don't you do I it. I take the guy Please don't. that when you put in MMA Mount Rushmore. Please don't. And you start to put champions. You might find Steve. Tell me. You'll find you'll Tell find me his name A, don't start with F. You'll find myself. But there's going to be another face on there. Please don't tell You're me his name starts with You're going to see another face F. on there that people... You know, it absolutely starts with an L. Please don't. And the last man's last name starts with an E. No, it don't. I'm going back to Russia. No, please to take don't. take the second most famous Russian fighter of all time, Dang Fedor Emelianenko. I'm taking Fedor Emelianenko. I wish you guy guys could zoom in on my notebook. In pride.
1: I have it on my. <laughs> the guy
0: that won championships in strike force are fought in the strike force Grand Prix. The guy that made giants look like little men. I'm taking Fedor with the third pick on Team DC. Let's go. DC, Mm -hmm. kick off round four. You like that one. Oh, and I get to go again. So here comes round four. Look, man, when you talk about BMF, (sighs) I'm taking the guy that coined the phrase. I'm taking the guy that coined the phrase, Ryan Clark, and I was going to take him in round three until you said, Khabib, I'm going to take the man that owns a ranch – that sports the name <laughs> Donald Cowboy Cerrone, ooh, ooh. the owner of the BMF Ranch. Ooh. I mean, the whole BMF thing was started because of Cowboy. So Donald Cowboy Cerrone for Daniel Cormier in round number four.
1: Okay, I like that pick. You know, I, that I, one. I'm very upset. I know loved Fedor was my Fedor was my next pick. And I'm very upset about that. When you started explaining who it was, I got a little nervous. So at number four, I'm going <laughs> Max Blessed Holloway. And here's why. Oh, God. Is, your
0: bucket. That is that is my – oh, my God, I know what you're doing. What am I doing? I know
1: what you're doing. What am I doing? I'm picking, I'm picking guys. I know what you're doing, bro. I'm picking bro. guys who are bad. And if you're a bad man, then you deserve to be on oh. Team RC. Like, think about this, D.C., This guy trained for his first few MMA fights by playing video games? Video games. I don't even know nothing. My hands are so official, I'm just going to play this video game that's not even real, right? I'm going to go do that and then step into Octagon? Are you serious? Oh, by the way, as I get up in my career, as I'm facing these bad dudes, each and every opportunity in the Octagon, I'm going to stop sparring oh my gosh, I'm not even going to really practice no more. I don't even need to get hit. I know how to get hit. I know how to hit people. I don't even need to spar no more. And at number four, DC, you know what's crazy? It seems that your co-host has all the people you hate. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phones, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, a great way to finally get your TV together. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies per package.
0: You know what makes Modelo special? It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. And what would you expect? Anything less. How could you expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC? Modelo was the underdog. It came from humble beginnings and it never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner style lager which set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So, Ryan, the next time that you and I are sitting on your couch of your 20,000-square-foot mansion watching the <laughs> UFC fight card, we got to make sure that we've got the beer that's always in our corner. Modelo, it's brew for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Ain't that something? I guess we are moving on. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Question. Okay, good. All right. Moving on to five. Can I move on to five now? (laughs) Yep. Please Uh, kick off the fifth and final round. Commissioner Goodell kicking it off for the fifth and final round. RC now selects. And I know people are going to be like, this is weird. I don't really like this one. Diego Sanchez. Because to me, being a, oh my God. Being, a, being a bad dude ain't got nothing to do with winning all the time. Because here's what's happening. If we're going to this fight, right, and it's a tag team fight, and we just want to put bad dudes out there. See, I'm not asking you to go out and be a champion. Sometimes you got to pick a dude who says, you know what? I'm going to let you punch me in the face. Right, so if we got a five-on-five <laughs> fight, oh if we're in the octagon, if it's a Royal Rumble, mm. UFC, Diego Sanchez is gonna take like twenty-eight punches for me, and now John, and now Max, and now Amanda, and now all the other people <laughs> on my team can use their skill to win the fight. Dan- Think about it. Daniel, I, 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 I remember, oh, never been a fight man. you loved more than Clay hey. than Clay and Diego, never in life.
2: Never. Daniel, your fifth and final pick. My fifth and final
0: pick. Um, you know what? This is a. Uh, my fifth and final pick, I, I I want to pick the Scrap Pack. I want to pick the Nick Diaz Academy. I want Nick, I want Nate, I want Gilbert, and I want Jake Shields. So just put for my fifth pick, just put for my fifth pick, the Nick Diaz Academy. That's it. That's all I want for my fifth pick is the Nick Diaz Academy. It's fine. They're all one. They're all brothers. And if you remember, Ryan, if you remember when Jake Shields fought back in Tennessee for the Strike Force Championship, Jason Mayhem Miller went into the octagon to try and fight with Jake Shields because he wanted the next middleweight championship fight. It became a brawl because the Nick Diaz Academy, you see it? The Nick Diaz Academy, Nick, Nate, Jake, Gill That's not handled him in DC. the way that they do in Stockton, Lodi, South San Francisco. This is the group of guys. They see this not that, the rules. that hey, Ryan, they're one. They are one entity. Ryan, they are one entity. The Nick it's Diaz not, Academy it's not the with rules, the fifth DC. pick for Daniel Cormier.
1: That's not the rules. What do you mean? Jake, that's not what the rules. What do you rules. mean? What do you mean? Let's go. Bonus pick time. It's time for our bonus be, be,
2: pick. Before we get to our honorable mention, here's just a, a recap. Round one for Daniel, Francis, and Ganyu. His team is Chuck Liddell, Fedor Emelianenko, Donald Cerrone, and Nick Diaz Army with an asterisk. Ryan Clark, first round, John Jones, second round, Amanda Nunez, third round, Habib Nurmagomedov, fourth round, Max Holloway, and fifth round, Diego Sanchez. Now, for honorable mention, Daniel, who is your honorable mention? I'm saying the Nick
0: Diaz Academy. It's the Nick Diaz Army. Oh, who's my honorable mention? Okay. My honorable mention, I'm going with the Detroit Piston Bad Boys. I like that. Of Bill Lame Beard. I'm going with, I'm going with Bill Laimbeer. I'm going with John Sally. I'm going with Dennis Rodman. I'm going with the bad boy Pistons, who used to just beat the crap out of Michael Jordan. The front line of the Pistons. First off, for Daniel Cormier. Respect, respect Michael Jordan. Ninety-two. Respe- before Jordan was able to break through. You better respect Before Mike. Jordan was able to break through. Before Jordan was able to break through, he could not get past the Pistons. They would they beat him up. And those like are you some bad mother.
1: Okay, How? I got you. So so, so, so since, since the game is changing, it's all good. Since we just get to pick groups of people, here's who I'm going to pick. And you better write it. And, Jake, I don't know, okay. you better get the graphics people to work really hard. I'm going to take... The Indiana Pacers malice in the Palace. Yes, they went to the same place Ooh. that the bad boys Detroit Pistons played. I'm taking Ron Artest yeah. and Stephen Jackson yeah. and Jermaine O'Neal because yeah, okay. they were they weren't even okay. playing at a time okay. where you could do things like fight like and beat people up like they used to beat up Michael okay. Jordan, but they just fought the fans. And here is who is walking them into the octagon. <laughs> you Leading out the Indiana okay, Pacers show me, show me. to the octagon is, one, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is the Indiana Pacers Ooh. security guard Ooh, yeah. leading mm-hmm, them out mm-hmm. to the octagon. That's my team. I won. Hey, Jake, hey, call hey. me the winner, and RC. it's over. RC. You're welcome. RC,
0: RC, RC. On that, on that, on that, look, look. On that, I give you the chess pass. <laughs> the reality is I won the draft. No way. I won the draft. But today, today you did much better than you did in draft number one. But with the Nick Diaz army and the 92 bad boys on top of what I got, RC, I will be crowned the champion. So your, now
1: we wait. Your honorable mention team is basketball tough. My honorable mention team went into <laughs> the stands to fight. Period. Let's continue the show.
0: Ryan, I, I wait, Ryan, I figure – since we've done this twice, mm-hmm. and the first time, I w- it was literally a 90% 10 vote in my favor. Let's let the fans decide. So fans, tweet and comment <laughs> who had the BMF draft championship between Ryan Clark and I <laughs> as we go forward. RC, it was good. It, was it was, good. I'm telling you, you're, you're getting better. I'm working on it. You're getting better. I'm working on it. You're getting better in that regard. You're getting you're getting, you're getting better. That was a pretty good draft. I mean, I I'm trying to kind of figure out, you know, Now, as we get forward to the draft, this is something you always say, right? This is your say. Tap in. Let's tap in. Tap in. Ryan's (laughs) like, let's tap tap in. in. We tap in, (laughs) out. Hey, Jordan Clark, let's tap. Let's (laughs) let's tap in. Jordan Clark, let's tap in. Arizona State football. (laughs) I mean, it's time to tap in. UFC 266 Mm -hmm. edition. Ryan Clark. Mm -hmm. So here's the question. I can't choose. I can't pick. But I ask you this: Are the two best featherweights in the world? Fighting this weekend. You tapping in or you tapping out? I'm tapping that out. These are the two best 145 pounders in the world. I'm tapped out. You're tapping
1: out. I'm tapped out. The best the best one hundred and forty-five pounder in the world is on my BMF team, and that's blessed Max Holloway. Absolutely. And you you so mm. between these two dudes, mm. there's 39 fights. There's only two losses. Brian Ortega's loss is to Max Holloway. And if you ask a ton of people who were watching the last fight between Volkanovski and Max Holloway, many people believe that Max Holloway should have won that split decision over the champ the last time that they fought. When I watch Max Holloway go out and fight (laughs) Qatar after fighting Volkanovski, I can't look at Mm -hmm. that dude when he's talking to y'all on side of the octagon while he's getting rights and lefts thrown at him, dodging him, then looking back, throwing hands and coming back to y'all. I can't say that that man's not the baddest 145-pounder in the world. Hey,
0: blessed is a bad, blessed is a bad boy, man. Blessed Holloway is a bad, bad boy, but the reality is this. For as many people that think Max won, me included, Hey, stop trying to pin me against my boy Blood Holloway. <laughs> he didn't win the fight. Okay. R.C. He didn't win the fight. R.C. He didn't get the decision. Yep. He didn't get the decision. So you look at these two dudes. You look at the way uh, uh, Volkanovski looked against Max. You look at the way that Brian Ortega looked against a Korean Zombie. This Brian mm-hmm. Ortega 2.0 is
1: right.
0: something serious. And for him to be fighting Volkanovski this weekend. Great fight. I mean, yeah. and if you look at it's hard to say that is the two best in the world whenever Max beat Brian Ortega in the way that he did. But this is a new Brian Ortega. And uh, I, I'm confident that these two are going to show skills mm-hmm. that represent the two best 145-pound fighters in the world. It's going to be a good fight, man. I cannot wait for this one. Now, here's the question. Next one. Valentina Shevchenko Versus Lauren Murphy. RC, are you tapping in? Or are you tapping out that Lauren Murphy extends this fight and lasts the entire five rounds?
1: I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. And listen, you know I'm about superstars, DC. And Valentina Shevchenko is a superstar. <laughs> she even said it. Like some of y'all been training like seven years to do this. This is what my family does. This is a family business. I've been training yep. to be You're this champion.
0: Her mom is the champ. Her Ex- mom's the champ. Exactly. Her mom's the champ in in, in kickbox.
1: Exactly. That's my point. And so, yeah, you know, there's the Liz Carmuches, there's the the, the Jennifer Myers who have, you know, found ways to, to stay in the fight. But think back to Jessica Andrade and and what Valentina Shevchenko was able to able to do. I I I thought going into that fight, she's gonna stay on her feet, she's gonna stay outside, she's gonna outpoint it point her until she overwhelms her. That never happened. She took the fight to the ground. She showed that she's versatile Mm -hmm. enough and powerful enough, strong enough to beat you where you're strong. And so to think that, and listen, Lauren Murphy, this is not anything against you. This is Valentina Shevchenko, one of the greatest fighters in the world. Doesn't matter if you're male or female, this fight does not make it all five rounds. But speaking of tapping in and tapping out, do you get to have a choice here, DC, if this goes five rounds or not? Or do you I get don't. To- I
0: don't. I don't because, well, here's the problem. I can't really call, I can't really say because it would be thought of as me picking the fight. And uh, I'm not allowed to pick or I any got type it. of prediction going into the fight since I'm calling it. I'll take now, that. On the weeks that I'm off, I'm, <laughs> saying, oh, I'm tapping in, but one of the things about Valentina Shevchenko is that she is so special that she makes you ask these questions like, will someone survive? And I'm honestly going to tell you, when we sit next to the octagon after her fights, Rogan, myself, and Anik, we're sitting there wondering like, who's going to challenge her because she's so skilled across the board. But Lauren Murphy has shown in this win streak that she has that she is as viable a challenger that Valentina has seen since she's been up at 125 pounds, or down to 125, coming down from bantamweight at 135. Now, last one, Ryan. Are you tapping in? Are you tapping out that the winner of Curtis Blades versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike should challenge Stipe Miocic, the former champion, greatest heavyweight of all time, in that fight? would be considered a number one contender fight for the winner of Cyril Ghosn and Francis Ngannou. Hmm.
1: I, think, I, think, I think any fight Stipe is involved in now becomes that fight because if he wins, I believe he deserves the championship opportunity. And if you're Blades of Rosenstrike, I'm tapping in that hell yeah you call out Stipe because you understand what that means. <laughs> you understand. Now, now listen, I don't necessarily know if you want that smoke but if you want an opportunity to fight for the championship, Stepe Miocic is the next stepping stone. This is a former champ, the greatest champ in heavyweight history in the UFC who has been sitting idle waiting for another opportunity to fight. And it doesn't seem that the UFC is in any rush to give him another shot at the belt. So if I'm one of these guys, especially if I win impressively, that's the first name I say. Stipe Miocic is the answer to every question. So how do you feel you did in the fight, Ryan? Stipe Miocic. So how do you feel about the finish, Ryan? Stipe Miocic. So how do you, everything I say is going to point me in the direction of getting that opportunity. But DC, do you think that these young men or that these fighters deserve an opportunity to fight Stipe Miocic if they win this fight?
0: You see what? You see, RC, that's the thing, right? It, it really is a tryout, right? These guys are trying out. Mm-hmm. Everybody at heavyweight right now, they're auditioning. They're auditioning for an, a chance to stand across <sighs> the octagon from the greatest heavyweight of all time in Stipe Miocic. Right. So not only are you tasked with winning a fight over a very tough guy, you're tasked with doing it impressively. Yes. Because I know Stipe, and I have dealt with Stipe over extended periods of time he will not do anything that does not get him closer to the championship. He lives and breeds the heavyweight title. And if he's not getting that immediate rematch, he ain't going to fight somebody just for the sake of fighting them. He's got a ton of money. Mm -hmm. He lives in Ohio where they pay barely any taxes. Mm -hmm. The guy's doing – he's insanely smart with his money. Yes, He doesn't need to fight. So Stipe will only fight for something that benefits him and ultimately gets him closer to mm-hmm. his goal of becoming the heavyweight champion again. Now on Saturday we have two title fights. Mm-hmm. We got Ortega versus uh uh we got Ortega versus Volkanovski. Or sorry, Volkanovski versus Ortega. I do not want to piss off the champion. He gets <laughs> enough disrespect, and it, it's, right. it's it's not right that I people agree. disrespect Alexander the Great in the way that he does. And we also got Lauren Murphy versus Valentina Shevchenko. Mm-hmm which of those two title fights are you most intrigued by? Now, I understand that seems like a dumb question, right? Because yeah. you think that the, the, the male fight is going to be much more competitive. But when you start to have these great champions like Amanda and Valentina, you start mm. to wonder, what can she do next to raise the bar? So that may elevate the entire title fight. So when you look at those two title fights, which one are you most intrigued by and looking forward to at UFC 266?
1: You know, I, I, hate, to be, I hate to be the guy that picks the men But I think it is Valentino Shevchenko's dominance that makes that fight less interesting to me. Now, if, if she wins, then if, if Lauren Murphy wins, then I feel like I just watched Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson all over again. And I still have that same type of shock and, and, and disbelief. But when you look at Alexander Volkanovski and Brian Ortega, the, the records themselves say that this is a fight you should pay attention to. This is a fight you should be excited about. And if you watch the ultimate fighter and you see the tension that builds between these dudes, but also the difference in personality, right? The, the, the laid-back, trash-talker, slick-backed hair, coming in late, Brian Ortega, not really tripping on anything, and then Volkanovski, who takes he's everything Hollywood. serious. He's Hollywood, he's Hollywood right? Hollywood. Exactly. So the difference between yeah, these two Hollywood. dudes and also the buildup and the tension of them having to be around each other through that process, you have to be excited about seeing this explode within the octagon. And so that's the fight I'm most looking forward to.
0: You know, when you go on the Ultimate Fighter and you go through the process and you're spending time with this person that you have to fight at the end of it, you don't want to do that. What you're there for are these kids to try to elevate them, help them along the way on their careers. But you're also around a person that ultimately you're going to have to stand across the octagon with and try to rip their heads off. Mm-hmm. Now, you could tell that Brian Ortega is annoyed by the character of, I'm sorry. Alexander Volkanovsky is annoyed by the character of Brian Ortega. He (laughs) He does not like a guy that's late. Mm -hmm. He does not like the Hollywood, the Flash. Volk is as meat and potatoes as they come. This is a guy that that. weighed over 200 pounds and played rugby professionally, right? He doesn't worry about all the other stuff. And this is, you know, for him to have to spend the time with Brian, deal with falling behind so fast. Far mm-hmm. on the show initially and then working his way back into the fight. So right. saw him do that with, with Max Holloway. Lose the first two rounds, work himself back into the fight. It's, it, it, it's a difference in uh, attitudes. It's a difference in personality that's going to explode when they lock that octagon door on Saturday night. Yeah, man. You know, I, Ryan, every week... I'm sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I just want to tell Ryan. you,
1: man. I just want to tell you, I get more and more excited for this show every week, but to me, when you have fights like we have on the card on Saturday, it makes this show that much more fun to do. To get an opportunity to see the Diaz-Lawler, to see Volk and Ortega, Shevchenka-Murphy, this is the reason... You sign up for ESPN+. This is the reason you give the money for the pay-per-views because when belts are on the line and when pride is on the line, which we will see all of those things on the line on Saturday night, that's the reason you tune in to watch what is truly prize fighting.
0: It's prize fighting. And honestly, RC, this weekend in Vegas is going to be on fire. It's International Fight Week. We got the Hall of Fame on Thursday night. George St. Pierre. The greatest fighter, I believe, to ever go into the Hall of Fame. At this point, congratulations to him. The late Kevin Randleman gets mm. inducted this weekend also. Guys, you can find the, sh- the fights on ESPN+. Plus. Spend so much time. I'm going to spend so much time in Vegas. Shaking hands, kissing babies. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. You guys can get DC and RC wherever you find your podcast. You can get us on YouTube. Keep enjoying our 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 content and also keep enjoying us trying to entertain you. We will continue to raise the bar and raise until the bar, next brother. week I'm DC. That's Ryan Clark and we will see you next time.
1: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.